Hey, everybody. Welcome to BU Only Better or BYOB Audio. This podcast was started to help listeners like you find a way to be your best self, but not change who you are. We want you to be your best you while on a journey to a happier and more fulfilling life. Tune in to hear personal stories of how people face their fears and overcome their struggles to become a better version of themselves. Thank you for tuning in and hope you enjoy. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of BYOB Audio. Last week's episode featured Marcos Cobos, who shared his story of the devastating effects of not being able to come out and be himself. He not only had to overcome the fear of others not accepting him, but his own fears as well. Today's episode features Ryan McGuire, who is the president and chief digital marketing consultant for Armic Systems. He specializes in digital advertising, search engine optimization, web design, and lead generation. Ryan has a passion for his hometown of Odessa, where he has served on the Odessa Arts Board and as an Odessa Chamber of Commerce Ambassador since 2015. He serves as an elder at St. Andrew Cumberland Presbyterian Church and previously served as the Leadership Committee Chairman for the Young Professionals of Odessa. Ryan enjoys spending time with his family and has a strong desire to contribute to the growth and prosperity of his community. Alrighty, Ryan, welcome to the show. It's a pleasure to have you on. As you can see, we have a ton of stuff that we can expand into. Go ahead and take a minute and tell us a little bit more about your company. Absolutely. So, uh, Josh, thank you for having me on. I'm, I'm just before I dive into that, I'm so honored to be a part of this. You are the perfect example of the type of leader that our community needs, uh, both with your business that you have downtown with a revival float spot and putting together a podcast like this. It's invaluable. And uh, the guests that you've had on, some of them are great friends of mine. Others I was introduced to through your podcast. It's just amazing. So thank you um, for that. Awesome, man. Thank so you so much. Armic Systems uh, is absolutely. Armic Systems is a, a digital advertising agency that I started in March of 2017. And I had about eight months of planning that went into actually forming the LLC and launching in March of 17. And it was, it was basically a long time coming. I was in banking before making the shift into digital advertising. And I had reached a burnout point where I really wasn't satisfied with what I was doing. And so it, leaving banking and starting Armic Systems was a really big deal to me. So what we do is uh, the gamut of digital advertising. I do Google Ads campaigns for clients. We do web design, web design consultation, search engine optimization, general search engine marketing, uh, targeted video display and audio ads, really anything and everything that you can think of with the company's online presence. We manage Facebook pages, produce content. Um, it's a, it's really a lot of fun. That's awesome, man. And, uh, I'm proud. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, proud that the, the entirety of my team is based in the Permian Basin. Uh, you and I have talked about community and, and just Odessa means a lot to me. Midland means a lot to me, even though it's not my hometown. And uh, the fact that every dollar that goes to Armic Systems is uh, impacting our local economy is a really big deal to me. So I've had approaches for, for people that I, that I really wanted to potentially bring on board and work with from out of the market that I have passed on in favor of cultivating a team locally that is just as good, if not better than those people that, that are uh, you know, based out of this market. And that is awesome. And I can definitely tell that you're committed to the community just based on and all the different things that you do around town and, uh, you know, trying to have that positive impact on the community. So, you know, thank you for that. Absolutely. I appreciate you acknowledging that. That's yeah. uh, it's important. 
Very cool, man. Well, as all of our listeners know, we always start off the show with a unique shot of wisdom. So what do you have for us today? So what I really want to share is joy checks. And I really only started calling this process a joy check uh, within the last several months because it's been an important part of my life for at least five or six years now. And uh, the, the best example that I can give is that in 2016, before I had made the decision to leave banking, I was really in a rut. I was dissatisfied with what I was working on. I was actually up for a large promotion at the bank I was working with that would over double my annual salary and would put me over a region effectively. So I would go from managing one branch to potentially managing or overseeing 15 or more. I, I was very just dissatisfied. That's a, that's a career move that should have had me on fire. And I wasn't. In fact, I, I, was, I was almost dreading it. I realized in that instance that I was unhappy and I needed to do something about it. And so what I've now come to call a joy check was the process of realizing that I didn't feel good, even though all of my surroundings were things that I felt like were typical signifiers of success. I was in my early 20s. I was managing a large team. I was in a, a very kind of stand-up career, but I, but I just wasn't happy. And so a really funny example that I can, can share, use to share this is about a week before I turned in my resignation with that bank, the former lobby manager at the location I was managing came in with a banking magazine. And it was just your typical trade magazine that has articles about the industry. And there was an article in it about some type of new ATM technology. And she comes in, she slaps it on my desk, and she is so pumped about this new tech. And she's just going, oh my gosh, this is going to be amazing. Can you believe? Like, I really hope we can get this here. And she's just, she's losing her mind. And I'm sitting there kind of nodding and looking at the article with her and trying to vibe with her because I'm, I'm happy that she's happy. And the entire time I'm thinking, oh my gosh, this is so boring. I don't care at all. I can't, <laughs> I can't, uh, I, I can't believe you're excited about this. And that was a moment where it dawned on me that I wasn't in the right decision. And so I made the decision to leave and I didn't have anything really backed up. I knew that I was interested in marketing, but I wasn't sure if I would go and work for an agency, if I was going to start my own thing, which I did with Army Systems or really what was next. But I knew that banking was no longer for me and I needed to get out and let somebody that was more passionate take my role. So over the course of the last few years, there have been a variety of times where something fell off something was off kilter. And I know that anybody, regardless of whether you're going into business for the first time, or you've been running a business for a while, or you just work a, a standard uh, job, you know, you're, you're an employee for somebody. So what I want to encourage you to do is if you are feeling unhappy or dissatisfied with, with what you're doing, or just in general, and you can't really identify what it is that you just feel different, you feel down, you don't feel as motivated, Stop and think about what could be causing that. And what I found when I do these joy checks where I just take some time to myself and think about my situation is that sometimes there are very major changes that I need to make, like abandoning a massive project or getting rid of a client that for some reason I don't vibe with. And by getting rid of, I mean, I'm, I'll do a warm transfer to somebody that I think can take care of them better. But for some reason, they just were not a good fit for me. It could be uh, leaving a relationship that you're in or distancing yourself from somebody that is that is toxic to you, whatever it might be. It could also be something minor. If you are drinking sodas and guilt trip yourself over every soda that you have, 
then recognize that. And I'm not trying to give diet tips or advice or anything, but, but but something as simple as that can be bringing you down. So when you perform these joy checks, you need to identify what might be causing your dissatisfaction. And then whether it's immediate change or something that you just put on the calendar or whatever it might be, start taking action to get yourself out of whatever situation or habit or surroundings are causing that dissatisfaction. There was a year that I stopped playing video games entirely. I've always loved video games. I I play video games now. But in that year, I felt like there were a lot of things I wanted to accomplish that video games were taking me away from. And in performing my joy check, I realized that that was a really big instigator of discontent for me. And so I stopped entirely. And video games are amazing. I love them. But at the time, they were not for me. And recognizing that and stopping playing was was very impactful. Cool, man. I really like that process that you take of your joy check, analyzing kind of what it is that you want and kind of what change you need to make. Um, I think that's extremely important. Now, I will say that that's a little more than a shot. But uh, honestly, our listeners, I think, have enjoyed that piece of advice. So thank you. Absolutely. Well, I guess a double shot, maybe. There you go. Yeah. And and we're all good with that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, very cool, man. So I know that you were kind of briefly talking about how you were dissatisfied and how you ultimately came up with a joy check and it kind of moved you to make that change and ultimately start your business. I think there's a lot of uh, struggles around that, you know, where you're saying, hey, even though you have all these markers that say, hey, you should be happy with what you've got, you know, you still felt dissatisfied. It kind of transitions into our next question of what would you consider your biggest struggle? And, you know, go ahead and share the story around that. So my biggest struggle that rears its head basically since high school, when you when you first start thinking of what am I going to do when I become a real person and contribute to my community and have a job and I'm no longer under the wings of my parents, my biggest struggle has been this guilt or this feeling of not doing enough, whether it be not doing enough for my community, not doing enough for my children. I've got two daughters, not doing enough for my spouse, not doing enough for my church not doing enough for my health. And it's a big thing that has always bogged me down. And like I mentioned earlier, it rears its head from time to time. And typically it's under moments where I am stressed, whether there are a lot of projects that are coming to deadline at once, or if there's some type of disagreement between myself and contractor or a friend or whatever it might be. But I but I begin to I begin to struggle with this. It feels similar to a lack of confidence, but it's not outwardly apparent. It's more of an internal, why aren't you good enough kind of feeling. And there are a lot of things that help me get through it. My faith helps. Uh, Counsel with friends of mine that are going through similar things help. A while back, a friend of mine introduced me to the concept of entrepreneurial depression. And it's a very real thing that people like Elon Musk, and uh, Mark Zuckerberg and other really big names in business have discussed. And part of it is is almost a nature versus nurture. People that are business-driven tend to have some similarities in, in personality, and they can deal with similar issues. I'm not clinically depressed, uh, never been diagnosed, and I'm always, I'm, I'm very generally a happy person, I'm an, you know, a content person, but 
this, uh, that feeling of, of guilt that I'm not contributing enough or doing enough still comes up. And so the way that I get through it and the way that I would encourage others and, and Josh, have you talked with people about that before? Does that sound familiar? I'm just curious. You know, kind of. Um, I mean, I can definitely relate personally speaking. And I think that just goes back to just being business minded and being ultimately altruistic. I think there are certain personality types that really go with business. And the ones that end up thriving are the ones who really put our clients first. And I can definitely tell that you do that. That's definitely something that we try to do at the spa. And I always feel like, you know, I wish we could do more for our clients, you know, just to give them, just to help them see how much we appreciate them because I feel like we're out of balance in terms of like, we could always do more to appreciate them, you know? that That's fantastic. And you hit the nail on the head when you said out of balance. That's a very good descriptor for the feeling that I'm talking about. And I think that people that are, you know, you've mentioned community probably 15 times in the times that we've talked. And I've seen that like, like when you won the downtown Odessa Best New Business Award last year, the year before, I could see that, you know, community was a big deal to you. And I think that for people that are community minded, there's so much, hey, life isn't about me. None of this is about me. I'm here to serve. There, there's a servant mindset. And sometimes you can almost go too far with a servant mindset where nothing that you do is good enough. That's my biggest struggle. And it's counseling, not professional counseling, but just counsel with friends and, and colleagues that, that really get me through it. And I encourage people, if you feel that you aren't doing enough and you can't pull yourself out of that mindset, then talk to people around you that you trust and have them reinforce you and, and, and see if they're, they're going through similar things, because I guarantee that a lot of people have feelings like that and it's just not vocalized. They never have an opportunity to share. Yeah. Hey, well, thanks for bringing up my award. Um, I'm not a fan of that type of thing, but (laughs) that's part of it, I guess. But yeah, man, that's awesome. Yeah. And thank you for sharing. You know, this is something that I personally really don't, share. So I mean, I'm really glad that you're sharing, you know, that you have these feelings too. It makes me feel like, oh yeah, okay, I guess I'm not the only one. So I know that, you know, some of our listeners could benefit from this as well. Now, what you've shared was, I feel like a realization more so than an actual specific time in your past. Do you have something a little more specific where you really just felt like that entrepreneurial depression, if you will, was just at its all-time low? In 2017, I launched an app with a business partner called Grubstart. And I felt like it was my million dollar idea that it was going to just absolutely rock it. I had a, an acquisition offer in the early stages for $30,000, which at the time I almost laughed off and said, Oh no, like I'm not taking anything less than, than seven figures for this. Like this is an amazing idea. And we launched and we immediately had 200 downloads, which I felt like was a very good immediate response from our local community. And the app was for exclusive menu items and deals at local restaurants. I was super pumped for it. We had a lot of local food trucks and restaurants on board, but it just didn't work. In the year that I was working on and launched Grubstar, I had a gross income of just over $200. So, and I invested tens of thousands into the company and seeing that business that I was positive was my ticket to success and was the catalyst for all future endeavors that I would pursue, seeing it essentially crumble 
And there were a lot of factors that led to that. I didn't have enough capital. I severely underestimated how much money I would need to invest in the beginning. I had a, I'd misjudged the timeline. I wasn't doing enough to diversify my income streams. But seeing that crumble was uh, had me in a pit, and it was it was a really difficult thing. And I was very humbled when around that time, CBS Seven, their general manager at the time, Jose Gaona, had uh, and, and a friend of mine, Chance Serta, had contacted me about coming to work for them since Grubstar. I was at a, at a point where I, I just wasn't going to be able to turn a profit and support my family. And so I had a really good year and a half with CBS7. We absolutely rocked it. It was so much fun. And that kind of got me back in my groove since. And, you know, in retrospect, that really tough year with Grubstar where things didn't work out was one of the most valuable years of my life. I made so many connections. I spent so much time learning that even though it was a, the worst financial year since I was 15 years old, it was it was an amazing year. But it took a long time to to recognize that. Yeah, and uh, man, that is that is a lot to take in there. So the awesome thing about you know, hey, I'm so sorry that your business didn't end up working out. It wasn't what you know you thought it was going to be. But I think that's a common realization that we all end up having whenever we have, hey, this is our great business idea. This is going to be what what takes me to the top. And the way I think you should see it instead is, you know, yeah, you invested tens of thousand dollars, but the value that you got out of all the lessons that you learned and the people you met, you can't put a price on that. So exactly. Yeah. Yes. Very cool, man. Well, thank you for sharing. I know it's really hard to admit your failures, but honestly, the ones who end up succeeding the best are the ones who can admit their failures and not just that, but learn from them as well. I completely agree. Just very briefly expanding on that, I, throughout my entire life, have been very, very suspicious of anybody that has no failure to admit whatsoever. And maybe there there are some stalwart people out there that have literally never failed at anything they've tried. Maybe that exists. But it's funny to me, even whenever I have a deep, close, personal relationship with somebody... And they aren't at a place where they feel like they can share that vulnerability. It suspicious wasn't the right word because I I'm not I wish as people we could open up more is what I'm trying to get across. Yeah, uh, it would be so valuable to your personal relationships with each other, to people that you come across in life, just to know what people are going through or have gone through. Yeah. And honestly, that's really the biggest reason why I kind of started this is, you know, everything that we're going through right now, I want people to see that, you know, hey, they've been through worse and we're just going to get past this just like we did everything else, you know? Exactly. Yeah. There are beautiful days ahead. Exactly. Yeah. So speaking of beautiful days, I think a beautiful day is when you realize what it is that you are just so passionate about. You can't help but have it wake you up in the morning and just get you going after it. But what would you say was the moment you realized what your passion was? So it's funny. I have thought back to the time where I knew marketing would be my next step. And I was sitting in a quarterly meeting when I was still in banking. And a regional bank, Frost Bank is the bank, had just moved into the market. And they were crushing it with their advertising. And one of the things that I just absolutely loved about them is that they took a billboard right outside of our largest location and advertised an award that they had won that was actually less of a less of an accomplishment than an award that our bank had won at about the same time. 
but we did nothing to promote our victory. We did nothing to promote that award that we had won. And I'm not saying that self-promotion is, is a great thing. Like I'm not just, just from an advertising perspective is what I'm getting at here. And I was like, guys, they are wrecking us right now. This is insane. We are like, we have a better award than theirs. We're not saying anything. Nobody knows. And they are earning market share right now because we're just doing nothing. We're sitting back on our haunches and, and biding our time for, for nothing. And it drove me insane. And in that insanity, there was this fire in like the pit of my gut that was, oh my gosh, if I could just take over our marketing. And I've got, we had a, we had an amazing marketing director for the bank that I worked at. She was fantastic. And I think that there were a lot of things that kept her from pursuing kind of going after this other bank or advertising our success, but it ignited this fire in me that, oh my goodness, if I could identify incredible things about businesses, regardless of the industry and get the word out about those incredible things and bring them customers, earn them clients, I would be so satisfied with myself because that's a direct impact on so many lives. So that was the moment. And it took me a little while to realize that, but it was in that meeting, there was a culmination of things that drove me to lead banking. But that meeting where we were discussing what that other bank who just moved into the area was doing, and then discussing our own tactics, it got the wheels turning. And to this day, thinking about what I can do for my clients as far as getting their message out, uh, seeing what really good advertisers are doing. Sewell actually has a new commercial uh, for for what they're doing right now with their service center amidst COVID-19 that is just a, a masterpiece in what I feel like companies should be marketing right now. And seeing that is just a, an exciting thing. And so anyway, that is the exact moment that, that I knew that marketing was the thing for me. Man, that is awesome. So um, yeah, thank you for sharing that. So I think especially with everything that's going on, you know, you said that Soul was taking um, specific measures to have a specific message, especially during, you know, this whole COVID-19. I think it's especially important to be excited about something, even amidst all of this bad that is surrounding us or seemingly so. So what is one thing that's got you most intoxicated about today? The one thing I'm most intoxicated about isn't really pertaining to my industry. Uh, I am obsessed right now with simplicity and it takes a lot of, uh, there are a lot of faces that simplicity wears, but I have really made a lot of efforts over the last several years to simplify my routines, simplify my choices, just simplify my life so that I can be more present in the moment and enjoy everything that, uh, that I'm blessed with. And I, it, it is intoxicating for me. Every time I identify a way that I can cut out some of the, the gray matter, or some of the fluff from my day, uh, it, it just brings me joy because cutting that out opens up so much space and freedom that I previously didn't have. And just to give an example of, of searching for simplicity, I realized that there were some things that I was doing in my business kind of routine, your daily checks and measures. Everybody has daily tasks in their business. You know, it might be checking email first thing in the morning and making sure that you've replied to everything. It could be a variety of things. But there was specifically an email. I felt a need to reply to every single LinkedIn message and marketing email and cold email that I got. And 
I'm not saying to stop applying to people. That's not a good business tip. Mm-hmm. But there were emails that I legitimately had no need to reply to. And I realized that I had incorporated replying to those emails at a point in my business where I was not busy and where I was not at the point that I am now. And it was really busy work almost to make myself, it was to validate the time that I spent working on my my business. And I didn't need to do that anymore. There was no need to, to reply to these things. And so making the decision to stop and to save that time and dedicate it towards more important things was a simplification of my schedule that had an immediate impact on my productivity and my satisfaction because I wasn't sitting there just typing out dull emails for, oh, I might be interested in this in the future. Get back with me six months from now and I'll take a look and sit through your hour and a half demo yeah. over something I'll realistically never use. Well, now I know who to <laughs> spam. Yeah. Well, now I know who to send spam email to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Send it my way. Yeah. No, just kidding, man. Um, hey, so one of the things that you mentioned was um, this thing around simplicity of simplifying your choices. I think a lot of people struggle with indecision at times. So what are some of the measures that you take to simplify your choices? So I took this, this was a very, very impactful thing. Tim Ferriss is a very popular author and podcaster. And he, in some interview, had mentioned that if he has to make a choice and the consequences of that choice are not life-altering, it won't cost you hundreds or thousands of dollars and it won't hurt anybody, then just make the choice and reverse it if you need to. So, yeah. so essentially, if a choice is not irreversible, just make it. Stop debating. I know that you can evaluate 15 different options for just about everything. And maybe after hours of research, you'll find one option that is an inkling of a bit better than the rest. But I guarantee that if you just stopped at one or two choices and just made the decision and pursued it, that you will have so much more time and satisfaction than if you deliberate over every choice that you could possibly make. Right. And I'm a huge Tim Ferriss fan myself. Um, I've read a lot of his books and try to follow his podcasts and things too. So uh, yeah, I think his advice is absolutely spot on for that. So thank you for sharing that. Worse. I'm happy you read his stuff. He's a beast. Yes, he is. All right, man. So now it's time for our sips of success. These are quick questions for our audience to learn just a little bit more about you. So who would you say is your biggest hero? My dad is my biggest hero. He introduced me to Christ at a very, well, when I was born. And that is the, I've said the word impactful a lot, but but my relationship with him is the most impactful thing in my life. He is just an example of a man that works for his family while also prioritizing fam- time with his family. Uh, I can't think of a single event growing up that he missed and that he didn't place as one of the most important things in his day. And so his example that he set in being a wonderful man uh, is just is heroic. And I think that every mother and father who sets a similar example for their child out there is just as heroic. I can't think of anything more important than being present for your children. Awesome, man. I'm glad you have such a great role model. I think, uh, you know, he's definitely done a good job with you. Thank you. Yeah. So what is your favorite way to de-stress? My favorite way to de-stress currently is reading. And it typically is reading but uh, I'll go through phases where it's video games or something else. But but having an actual book, 
I read a lot on my Kindle, but, but having a physical book is my favorite way. And it can be any number of things. It can be horror fiction. It can be, I just finished Walden by Henry David Thoreau, which is a classic that I recommend to anybody and everybody. And that was in my, my search for simplicity that I stumbled across that book. And uh, yeah, reading. I, it's escapism at its very finest. Very cool, man. Well, the very smell of a book just puts me to sleep, but I can definitely do audible <laughs> books. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So um, what was the best advice given to you that helped you through a tough time? So this person didn't say it to me directly, but when I had left CBS 7 at the end of 2018, actually the beginning of 2019, I was, I knew, I knew what I wanted to do with Armix systems, but I was really kind of in a rut as far as thinking of the best course to relaunch my company. And I was listening to an interview with Ryan Holiday, who is a, an author who talks about media and influence. But one of the biggest things that he talks about is stoicism. And he, and, and that ties very well into simplicity also, but his advice was that we are living in one of the most privileged, comfortable times that humans have ever experienced. And we're living in the greatest country that anybody has ever lived in. And so essentially, there isn't a choice that you can make that will kill you or that will leave you in a situation that you can't rebound from. And I wish that I remembered the exact quote, but that's that's the gist of it is that no matter what you do, no matter what risk you take, and I'm not saying things that could hurt yourself or others, obviously there are consequences to those that are irreversible, but you can essentially take any risk in business and in life and in the things that you want to pursue and be okay. It might take you a year or more to get back on your feet or get to the point that you were financially before the risk, but take more leaps. You can take them. You'll be okay. Man, that is awesome. Yeah, very cool. Very cool. I love that. Okay, so go ahead. This is actually the theme of our show. And I love this question. So I'm definitely excited to hear what you have to say. So go ahead and share one of your personal habits that help you be your best self. So the biggest habit for me is once in the morning and once before bed, I take a moment and it's a very intentional moment to reflect. And it's not the same as the joy check that I mentioned earlier, because the joy check is really spurred by dissatisfaction. But this period of reflection can be one minute, it can be 10 minutes, it can almost be a meditative piece of reflection. But the purpose of it is to think about my day and to think about this. So in the morning, it's to think about the day ahead. And in the evening, it's to really kind of replay the events of the day. And to find every moment from that day that I can find joy in and that I did find joy in. And what it does for me is it it basically puts me in a zone of comfort and gratitude that colors the rest of my day or colors my evening. So there was a period of time where I had trouble sleeping because my mind was just racing. And I think we all go through that, especially those of us in business. And incorporating that reflection on the good things in my day at the end of my day put me at ease and allowed me to rest, which is so important. If you're not getting a good seven, eight hours of sleep a night, and I'm I'm preaching to the choir, I know, because I there 
there was a long period of time where I got maybe four hours of sleep a night forever. <laughs> but sleep is so important. But that that period of reflection is the biggest habit that that keeps me going. And in it, if you're a faithful person, I'll pray. Um, if you're not, just just considering how blessed you are or how lucky you are to live the life that you're living, regardless of your circumstances, is huge. Man, that's beautiful. Alrighty, man. So that's going to actually get us to transition into a really, really good question in terms of exactly what you were already talking about of reflection. So how do you define happiness and success? My definition personally of happiness and success is joy. Success for me is being able to serve others in a way that benefits them. And that that's, that's really it. I, I, if you're not serving other people and you aren't positively contributing to others' lives, I truly don't see success. And I don't mean that you have to be volunteering. There are a lot of ways that you can serve your family. There are a lot of ways you can serve your friends. But success is, is contributing to the growth of others. Awesome. And what about happiness for you? Happiness is found in that. I'm at my happiest when my daughter is super excited about something I've said to her, or my wife is just pleased at the way that things are going. And my clients are happy with the way their ad campaigns you know, performed this past month. True joy for me is found in others. Man, that is awesome. And uh, just to add to your point there, I'm a big believer in that you should always continue to grow and pursue greater things. But I love your point of, you know, sitting and reflecting and taking the time to realize that your life is actually really good where it is. And, you know, yes, you're trying to get better, but sometimes we get caught up in trying to pursue better. We start to forget about what we have. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm happy you mentioned that because I, I, I think that what that does is clears the space for you to grow. Growth mindset is vital to success. And I think sometimes people get too caught up in a go, go, go mentality that they essentially, it's like a, they don't, they aren't putting any more oil in their machine. And so their gears are grinding. Everything is 10 times more difficult and frustrating than it needs to be. And if they would just chill a little bit, go have a float session and, <laughs> and relax and then resume and you'll, you'll be 10 times as successful. Awesome, man. Well, thanks for the shout out, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Alrighty, Ryan. Well, we are now approaching last call. And what that means is if you have any piece of parting advice for our listeners, now's the time to share it. And then go ahead and end with the best way to connect with you. Awesome. My parting advice would be that regardless of what you're doing right now, if you are not happy, then you have the power to, to do something about it. There are people that can help you. There are friends that love you. There are so many resources that you can rely on. But if you are unhappy, there's hope. This is a difficult time for a lot of people right now. And I understand that. And you're not alone. So talk to those around you. You're okay. Bright days are ahead. Bright days are happening right now. And you're loved. So the best way to connect with me 
is Facebook, uh, Ryan McGuire. I've got a business page, Armic Systems. I've got armicsystems.com. And I've got a personal blog that I wrote a few entries in last year and really need to get back to called workbylamplight.com. And uh, it, I'll probably, Josh might have links to this in the description. I'll, I'll give him those. But I really look forward to connecting with you. Again, Ryan McGuire on Facebook. You'll see a picture of me, my wife, and my daughter. And really, Josh, I appreciate this opportunity to be on the show. And you're doing incredible things. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome, man. Hey, well, I am the one who needs to be thanking you with all the advice and wisdom that you shared with us today, man. I think you provided a lot of value for us. Awesome. I'm so happy to hear that. And I appreciate you again. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of BYOB Audio. We hope you found something valuable from the story shared today. Make sure you subscribe and share with someone who may need to hear something from this podcast. See you next time. But here's to you on your journey to a happier and more fulfilling life. Cheers.